you are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Welcome to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. I am your host, Landon McCool, and it is a solo Friday podcast. I am taking your questions. You can follow me on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can follow Marcus Mosier, who is my normal co-host at Marcus underscore Mosier. Marcus is taking the day off. He's dealing with some family stuff. So we are uh, we're going to miss him a bunch, and, and we are sending out our love and thoughts to him. So everybody, uh, make sure you uh, go send Marcus Mosier some love today if you, if you see him on Twitter. Um, guys, I'm excited, though. This is, this is an opportunity for me to answer some of your questions that you guys sent in to Marcus. I know you're going to be – some of you will be super upset that Marcus himself is not here to answer them, and I apologize for that. But – I am going to answer them uh, uh, as best as I can, including ones that you guys have directed directly at Marcus and are about Marcus's opinion. So uh, I, I'm just going to answer them because uh, I think I know Marcus better than he knows himself sometimes. So uh, let's let's get right into this, shall we? Um, first question from at CD Piglet, friend of the show, Mike Crum. Right now, offense owns the day in the top 10 when we pick. But who are a few defensive guys you see going up the boards after they test for teams? This is an interesting question, you know, because I think we've been t- picking in the top 10, or at least we've been predicting to be picking the top 10 for a while now. Uh, and and actually, you know, before recently, we've been talking about picking all the way up in the top five. So the, the conversations these last few weeks, the ones that have drifted towards uh, the draft and 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 what who the Cowboys should be targeting. They've been in, you know with names like uh, Pene Sewell, uh, uh, you know guys like opportunities for trading down, and then you know other guys that that have been thrown about are Kyle Pitts and Jamar Chase and guys up in that area. And and you know we, we've also obviously talked a lot about Patrick Sertain and Caleb Farley because. Uh, they are two players that are positions of need, uh, but I don't know that those two kind of qualify for the question that Mike's asking here. And he, what Mike's asking specifically are who are some guys that are maybe l- a little bit below where we are now at the 10th pick, right? That may make their way up to us because of performance in the combine uh, because of the way they test out. Um so I'm, I'm just, I guess I'll throw out a couple names who I think of people that could, you know, kind of reach in there. And again, I think some of these names have been mentioned by other people on like the draft show before, and it's all because we're 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 choosing a lot of the same names. I I think I heard this question asked on the draft show, and, and they mentioned Gregory Rousseau, and I'm going to throw that out here now as well because I think the reason that Rousseau is even at the spot here, not only because of the production that he had previously last year, uh, but uh, he is well known to be uh, an athletic freak of nature and unlikely is going to test out uh, as such. So I, I think there's a, a good chance that a guy like Rousseau uh, will start getting, you know, mocked the Cowboys uh, at some point after he tests because he'll test, you know, through the roof. I have, you know, a lot of concerns about him, but uh, I think if you're talking about someone who could make their way up, he certainly is in that conversation. Um, I think Quiddy Pay, I-, I never really considered him to be a top 10 pick, 
but I think he's kind of outside of that realm. I think if he uh, tests the way that he is expected to, he made Bruce Feldman's freak list, and he is an absolute freak, and I can't wait to see somebody at 277 pounds uh, run a a three-cone at at the speed of a cornerback, which is supposedly what Quiddy Pay can do. Um, but I, I, I think that he's another guy that if you're talking about is going to get a bump post combine, it's going to get a bump post workouts, uh, another total freak of nature. Quiddy pay likely will be one of those names. Uh, and then I think the third guy that, you know, just kind of looking at this list, uh, uh very casually, I, I think the third guy in this list that, that really might start shooting up boards a little bit, uh, is, uh, Jeremiah Wusukoromoa. I mean, he's just, you know, there are obviously concerns about his size, about his position. Um, and you know, just like a lot of these other guys, a lot of those concerns, at least temporarily get forgotten when they show up at the NFL combine and they test like absolute freaks. So uh, I have a feeling that Jeremiah Owusu-Koromo is going to be one of those guys who's going to totally uh, blow up the combine. Um, and and then I think once he does, you'll start hearing his name a little bit more in that kind of top 10 range, which is, you know, when you talk about a guy who's basically a uh, undersized uh, uh, linebacker at, at best, I mean, I think he's probably, you know, a... If you're, talking, if you're trying to find a true position for the guy, he's probably a will linebacker in a in a you know fast flowing you know one gap four three defensive system. I, I think for him to be getting up all that high for the guy his size is is pretty uh, impressive stuff. Uh, the last guy I throw out there in that kind of in that in that realm is a guy I know a lot of you guys are aware of. Uh, good friend John Owning's been beating the drum for this guy for a long time. Zaven Collins, the Tulsa linebacker. You know, you watch him play; he makes plays all over the field all the time, constantly for Tulsa. Um, and I think the other thing too is that. You know, he's a big guy. He's 6'4", 260, and he looks like it when you see him on the field, uh, but he moves really well. So I, I, I'm going to go ahead and take a go out on a limb and suggest that maybe Zaven Collins uh, uh, may put out a performance that kind of warrants uh, uh, a, a steep rise uh, from where he is in kind of, you know, the middle to late first round, I think, is right where consensus seems to be but you know maybe we're all still catching up to what uh, uh the the nfl teams know about this guy and uh and and what they think about his potential uh okay great let's uh, let's take a quick break and uh i'll come back with some more questions just wanted to take a quick break to tell you guys about Bet Online. We've got some big college football games coming up with the college football playoffs. We got the NFL playoffs. Uh, we've just got a lot of sports going on right now, and there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust with our bets, and that is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit bet online your online sports books experts all right so let's move on along uh at sur fam at s-u-h-r-f-a-m from mark sur i would really like to hear your opinion on how the starting offensive line should look provided they are all healthy. I am not a fan of Williams, but really like Looney at guard, Biotish at center. 
well, I will say that I certainly agree with the last thing, Biotish at center for sure. Uh, I very much disagree with the not being a fan of Williams but liking Looney at guard. I, Looney is 100% not a guard as far as I'm concerned. Uh, it's too undersized. He doesn't have the power. He's barely. He's kind of undersized almost for center t- in some ways. Um, and I actually think Williams has been a whipping boy for a lot of people that when he absolutely should not be. Um, I, I think that he played uh, very well considering the situation that he was dropped into. You know, really the only true starter on this team that started all 16 games. Um, and look, is Connor Williams Zach Martin? No, he's not. He, he's not the kind of guy who's completely uh, unaffected by the situation around him, as are most offensive linemen. Most offensive linemen, you know, it, the the people that are playing around them and how much familiarity they have with them, that stuff matters. So, and and all of that, keeping in mind that Connor Williams is also coming off uh, a torn ACL from the previous year. Uh, Look, if you want to put Connor McGovern over at left guard and have them have a battle, I'm certainly all for that. But I think this idea that Connor Williams needs to be replaced uh, is 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 not correct. I don't I think he's not only above replacement level. I think he's a better than average starting uh, NFL guard. So. Uh, that's my opinion on Williams. I, I think that when guys come back, that they should go back in their spots. We'll see what the deal is with Tyron at left tackle. Obviously, that's going to be a storyline that we we talk about in the offseason. Is is he coming back? Uh, but outside of that, I think Biotish slides into center, and then the rest of the offensive line is is pretty set. You know, uh, and like I said, outside of Tyron Smith and figuring out what happens with him. All right, Lone Star at Kevin Coleman, Texas asks. Instead of several low-end $3 million players, which position would you rather pay up for a quality starter? Safety or one, I think it's one tech defensive tackle. Like $10 million for Marcus May or Dalvin Tomlinson. Thanks for making this year still fun, guys. Uh, absolutely, Kevin. First of all, we're, we're all getting through this together. Um, I, you know, for, I think for me... Um, I think I would probably like someone like Dalvin Tomlinson. I just think that this team needs some push in the middle in, in a way that they haven't before. It would give them the versatility to do what they want to do uh, up front a little bit better. And, and you know, I think that they found one quality starter safety uh, it, in the draft uh, with with uh, Wilson. I, I think that you could probably find a way to get another – decent starting level safety and free agency. If you're looking to try to spend big money, um, you know, I think spending a little bit extra money to get a guy who can not only stop the run, but also give you a little bit of push up front in the pass rush. I think that's worth the money. Uh, And I also think it's something that this team has not done in any shape or form in a long time. So uh, it would be nice to see that change. I'm not I'm certainly not holding my breath, but I, I just I think and I, again I think a lot of this has to do with uh, who's the defense coordinator next year, and I think that's kind of all up in the air. So uh, my my opinion on who we should go after will also be affected by that. But if you're asking me right now, it, it, all things being where they are right now, uh, I probably would be okay with spending a little bit extra money and getting someone like Dalvin Tomlinson, and I think that that would have a very positive effect on this defensive line. Uh, at Amin Garcha, 22. Um, 
How has Kellen Moore evolved as a play caller? What are some of the things specifically that he did this season compared to last season? Well, I think one of the big things that we noticed this year was, you know, because of the situation, you saw Kellen Moore having to adjust to the talent that he had around him. Uh, when it became time for uh, for Andy Dalton to come in and, and be the quarterback, and, and frankly, not even just Dalton, but, but Gilbert and, and, and Danucci in some ways too, uh, you know, go, Kellen had to take a look at what he had on offense and, and who he had playing quarterback and, and kind of change the way that they were attacking defenses. They had to make sure that they were getting the ball out quicker, not only because the quarterback couldn't navigate a muddy pocket, but, but also because of the offensive line situation. Uh, I think you saw a little bit more of uh, some uh, means to kind of get, get take advantages of, of numbers to uh, to keep keep defenses guessing uh you know seeing some trick plays i mean not trick plays but just you know not not always the same fare that we always see uh year in year out with the jason garrett uh offense i think you know you saw just a little bit more variation and 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 just a better use of the weapons that they had available to them um you know and i think you, you got to give kellen more credit for for not uh, uh, abandoning the tight end position, despite the fact that they lost their starting tight end, they had they put trust in Dalton Schultz, and he ended up being your third leading receiver, uh, yards wise. So I, I think that there's, you know, Kellen Moore showed that uh, when even with a depleted offensive line with Dak, he could put up thirty plus points. And then even after they lost Dak, they had a couple different games where they were able to uh, to put up big numbers. So. I think that Kellen Moore has shown that, you know, he works really well with the pieces that he has uh, in his toy box. Uh, and, and I think that that really gives him uh, uh, a little bit better, you know, kind of mental flexibility to deal with the challenges of what defenses present to him week to week. And, and I think obviously all that learning that he's taken uh, is really going to help him when he gets kind of the rest of his team back next year, including Dak in the offensive line. Uh, let's see, uh, at J Reese, 23, 23, Jason Reese asks, how much money do the Cowboys actually have for free agency for a free agent <laughs> for free agency after a DAC contract or franchise tag? Um, well, those are two diff- very different questions, really, honestly, uh, the franchise tag is going to be really a lot more, uh, debilitating, even though the franchise tag would probably be less money than the annual, average that Dak is getting I would imagine that if the Cowboys were able to sign Dak to a a long-term contract that the first year would obviously be extremely uh uh portioned down and and mostly signing bonus so uh specifically for the reason to alleviate the cap space that the Cowboys need for this year and and with the 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 cap potentially going down the way we've talked these last uh, few months uh with 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 the COVID uh situation and and how it affects a salary cap uh, I think that there is something here to be said for the idea that it, it's, you know, it's better for the Cowboys financially to uh, to to sign Dak to a long-term contract than to try to push off another franchise tag. All right, let's take one more break, and then we'll come back and we'll finish up on a couple questions about Tyron Smith. Uh, and uh, a, a debate about uh, who is the best cornerback to draft at 10 if you're going to draft a corner.
I also wanted to tell you about our good friends at Rock Auto. It's been a while since we've talked about Rock Auto, but Rock Auto is a family business that has been serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. All right, uh, we are back and let's finish up with some questions here and then we will get going for a long weekend uh, and enjoy it. Uh, at Punkenshine, I love that name, that's good. Um, Noah asks, should Dallas consider an offensive tackle at 10 with the health of Tyron Smith in question heading forward? They certainly shouldn't rule it out. You know, if, 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 and I think that that's one thing that could change all the angles in the 10th pick is if, you know, Tyron Smith retires uh, and you, you like uh, the Pene Sewells of the world, you like the, uh, the Slaters of the world, you like the Christian Derrissaws of the world, uh, then I think that the, that can obviously open things up for you uh, at the 10th pick to select him. Um, so, uh, yes, I think it does... I think it is a factor. It is something that will be considered uh, for the 10th pick. And I think we'll have a lot more information about that. Uh, uh, You know, we'll have a lot more information on that uh, as, as the off season goes on. And and once we know a little bit more about Tyron at two, five, six, one, zero, seven, five, Oh, four. Gabriel Salazar says, who would be a better fit for the Cowboys, Farley or Sertan? I think this is an interesting question because, and, and this will kind of go on for the rest of, uh, I'm sure, the offseason until the, the dra- until the draft starts. Uh, you know, I think that Sertan is an excellent fit simply because he's played with Diggs before. He had some familiarity there to kind of ease the learning curve. I think he has a lot more experience and, and I think his transition to the NFL is going to be uh, a lot smoother. Uh, and again, I don't know that I like Sertan more than Farley because I think Farley has an incredible amount of upside that Sertan does not. Uh, but I, I have concerns about the fact that Farley didn't play this year. I have concerns about the fact that Farley deal, deals with back spasms from what I've heard. Um, and I have some concern about you know his his quick transition into the NFL. He definitely has way more upside, and I feel like if you ask me who I thought would be playing better football by the end of 2021, uh, I would think that maybe uh, you'd hope that Farley would be, but I I don't know that that's the tr- that that's a fact because there is a lot of unknown there, way more than you would normally get. So uh, I I think that like I said, my personal opinion, I think Sertan probably is a better fit just because of a lot of uh, secondary things again, like familiarity with digs, familiarity with the kind of way that the Cowboys play, just because it's very similar to what the uh, Alabama does in coverage. Uh, but I, I think that you know ultimately, Farley is Farley is a guy who could be an elite top top end 
CB1 uh, who takes the ball away. Uh, so, I, I, you know, I think Sertan may be by a smidge, uh, but I also think there's a whole bunch of offseason left to go uh, uh, before we we find out exactly who might be the better prospect of these two. And there's not a lot of information about Farley recently. So that kind of really alters the opinion on, 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 on who's, who's a better fit. Last question at Connor hats asks fun question. Would Marcus Mosier trade Dak for Watson? And I, since Marcus is not here, I'm answering the question for Marcus Mosier. Would Marcus Mosier trade Dak for Watson? And, I, and I'm pretty certain that the answer is no. I, I, I don't think he would. Uh, I think, you know, Marcus is a fan of both these quarterbacks as far as I know. Um, and and I, I'm pretty sure that he – this is – we've talked about this before, that these two guys we feel like are – uh, very comparable, right? Very comparable. I think for me, I would take Dak just because the familiarity of, of the system, uh, who you've got on your offensive coordinator. Uh, and I think that it's so close that that is the tie, that that's the, the tiebreaker, right? Is that these guys are very close. They have different skill sets, but I think, uh, as far as where their ultimate, uh, uh talent lies, I think they're very, very close. So, uh, tie goes to the runner. And I think for that, it would more than likely, uh, be Dak Prescott uh, that 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 Marcus would chose, choose and if if you're not asking you're not asking Connor but I'm gonna go ahead and answer for me I, I think I would I would definitely keep Dak I mean I for all those reasons that I just mentioned and maybe I just answered all those questions as myself and not as Marcus but you know I'm sure Marcus will uh, edit in something uh, responding to this if if he disagrees so. That's it for us today, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, have an excellent weekend. We will be back next week, still going strong and uh, with with answering questions, d- diving deep into the offseason. There's so much to, get to discuss this offseason. Um, so please stick with us. Make sure you follow Locked On Cowboys at Locked On Cowboys and uh, definitely rate and uh, subscribe to the pod. Uh, and until next week, happy trails, everybody. <laughs>